Welcome to the Scariest Things Podcast, your gateway to the trends and tropes of the horror genre. This is episode 177, and it is the most wonderful time of the year. No, it's not Christmas. No, it's not Hanukkah. It's the top 10 of 2023. <laughs> oh, yeah! Everybody loves a best of list, and we are here to give you our top 10s. 12s, 16s, or maybe even 60s. <laughs> <laughs> the much anticipated best much of anticipated the year. Much anticipated best of the year. And I am Liz Williams, and I'm joined by, from Washington, D.C., Robert Zillbauer. And in Portland, Mike Campbell. And Eric Lee. Welcome. So, this quick w- thoughts on the year. Pretty good. Good, good year. year for the studios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Better said, year yeah. for the better better year for the studios than in years past. The, the sequels did right. the sequels didn't stink as bad. Some of them were actually pretty good, and they came up mm-hmm. with some. I think they came up with some good new new films. But I don't think like the big studios. I've got a couple in my top top ten, um, but I think it was a better better like three star four star year for the for the studios mm-hmm. than in years past. We didn't have. Yeah, uh, with the except the one movie that I haven't seen, which a lot of people said sucked, but you guys, but Mike and Liz seem to like okay because what's that? You're more tolerant. Is Exorcist oh. Believer? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. didn't suck. It didn't it just, suck. Yeah. We're not mad. We're just disappointed. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that well, that's that was, exactly it. That was my opinion of the year. Uh, I'm I might be in the minority. Was I'm not mad. I was just disappointed. I think it got off to a slow start. I think it. I, I there was only, but there for me there was really only two like l- like knock it out of the park kind of films. The rest were like three and four star films that I was like, yeah, that's a pretty good film. Mm-hmm. Nothing that like there was not. I, I did not have an all star top ten lineup that I was like super excited about. The other mm-hmm. thing I will say about this, and I think uh, I mentioned this earlier uh, when we talked about talk to me. This summer on Spooky Time, go watch that episode. This is the year of Australian horror, full stop. Oh yeah, yeah. full stop. Yeah, I have absolutely. I have like four, maybe five Australian films in my list. They are ex- uh, the, the Australians. I don't know what's going on in Australia, but uh, it is. They offered some incredible stuff, and it's in, it's just amazing to me to think all of this. They produced so much stuff. Now, granted, I mean, much like Canada, much like the UK, they do get, uh, they do have an actual cultural trust where they do get, you know, massive sub- subsidies to make films, and it it really, really showed. Yep. So this is uh, yep. we're moving south from Indonesia. It's moving south from Indonesia, <laughs> which I think Indonesia was a couple of years ago. Yep. This is, mm-hmm. I'm I'm proclaiming this is the year of Australian horror. So does that mean next year we're going to have movies with penguins? Yeah. Exactly. Happy feet believer. Happy feet versus the thing. <laughs> happy feet believer. <laughs> so yeah, that'll be awesome. No, no, those penguins will take them. There's a lot more penguins than there are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I do. I, I think it's interesting. We had um, we had a lot of movies in the festivals um, that uh, I think we got some big some big releases showed up at at, at you know at South by and Overlook this year. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the breadth though wasn't there. I think when I right. when I went digging through some of the other festivals that we 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 typically uh, 
go through. And so I, I found that a lot of the movies that I liked this year actually ended up on Shudder. Yeah, or, went, uh, went, went straight to Shudder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, like, didn't even show up in the yeah, festivals. Exactly. Just bypassed it and went, oh, what's this? And I watched it, and I was really surprised. And so there's, there's going to be a couple of those that are on my list. For sure. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but that actually provided the bulk of like the, my my mid-grade stuff. There was a lot of Shudder material. Mm-hmm. Too. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, Shudder right. turned it on, because I think Shudder was, uh, was starting to... I felt like, at least, Shudder was starting to become the... Uh, junk heap, uh, junk pile, yeah. uh, dumpster yeah. of yeah. horror films, much like, much like Amazon, Hulu, and Netflix. And Shutter has really turned it on in yeah. 2023. I, it's it's pretty impressive to see what they've done. Well, one thing that proved true to me was that Tubi does not show new films. <laughs> uh, Tubi right. do, Tubi does have horror originals though, and I've only I've watched. One, <laughs> they have. By Tubi mistake. has. Tubi has. <laughs> right, exactly. Tubi has a lot of horror originals, like a lot, uh, sh- a shocking number. Like, uh, well, I think like the, like they're shopping the festivals. Like I'm thirty, sure. thirty yep. plus. Yeah, probably. They, but by by originals, but they're not great. <laughs> yeah, and and the other thing is that what what ends up happening is that they, um, they help fund post they're what they what they become is they're the distributors yeah um yeah. And yeah, so yeah. it's right. not they're not the producers they're the distributors yeah yeah uh, which is the same thing the like festival. xyz brand yeah. uh yeah. magnet those yeah if you if you want to check out some of the maybe i'll have to put tubi on my on my big uh production studio <laughs> yeah uh, well list. i think and by original means you're the, fir- the first place you're going to see it they're saying it's yeah. a tubi original because right. yeah. that's right it's yeah. just sort of a synonym well, for exclusive yes yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah exactly and and it's uh, the the they're the first ones who got hip to the pro uh, to the to the film might be because it's really obscure might be because it's kind of sketch but uh <laughs> they, they, they will give it to you for free mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is perhaps okay, God the, list, the uh last exorcism is on uh Tubi. Yep. Heck so yeah. There's so that, some that was, good stuff. The, the, There's some gems. And it was that was a festival. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. certainly a festival, darling, on our the side. Eastfield Exorcism, excuse me, yeah. not the last one. Right. So uh, since we since this could potentially be a uh, long <laughs> long program, let's get rolling. Um, All right. But let's talk about how we're gonna gonna go about this. Liz, you want to explain our process? Sure. We've got all of our lists, and I have Joseph Perry's list, and we are going to all start at our number 10. If we have, if Robert says his number 10 was Terrifier 2, and I say I've got it higher, we're tabling any discussion until we get to the highest point. So we're going to take that little cue from uh, Colors of the Dark, as I know they do it, and hold it for the highest rated uh, film, so or rank. So but I'm going to kick it off. What if, off what if we have 17, list. though? Well, yeah. then it'll be our... Where do we... When I get to my number 60, How does that work? we'll see if anybody else has that. <laughs> but I'm going to kick it off with Joseph's number 10, because I feel like no one's going to have this. Okay. Never I'm ready to it. take some notes. As yeah. per usual, get ready for notes. And Joseph has The Lord of Misrule as his number 10. The what? I saw that on yes. Shudder. Uh, I have not. Oh. I have not watched it, but I saw that. Okay. I saw it. I, I was. It was one of those ones where it's like I wonder. Because uh, a number of us went into binge mode. Those of us who yeah. could go into binge mode went into yep. to movie binge mode, and I was like, "What is this? Well, if, it's, well, if I watch this, or do I watch Insidious: The Red Door?" 
here's what Joseph has to say about it. He yeah. says, I had a fun time with director William Brent Bell's Orphan First Kill, which did everything it could to entertain, oh. thanks in large part to an all-in batty performance and lots of um, straining in its plot. But with Irish folk horror, Lord of Misrule, the director reels things in for a darker, more serious experience, investing the film with an eerie ambience throughout. So, oh, Irish folk horror yeah. by William Brent Bell. Uh, okay. Met- Metacritic gives it a 50, so we'll see. Okay. We'll see about well, that. That's pretty Joseph good. Catches yeah. the things <laughs> the festival, so I trust Joseph. Yep. So, for my number 10... As I am wont to do, I have a tie. They are both two of the most fun movies I saw this year. So I put them in together because I didn't want to leave one off. One of them is one of the first horror movies I saw of the year. And it is Megan, which I gave Uh four stars to. And my second one is one of the most recent ones I've seen, which is Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. That good, huh? Yes. At number 10, I've got Megan. And I've got Thanksgiving. They don't have much in common, except they're both a good time. Megan is a bit of a gateway horror. I don't, you know, think it's for the little kids, but it's for it, the teens. But it's smart. It, it I, I, I actually, I caught up, and, I, and this was one of the ones that I caught in my in my uh, uh, end of the year binge. Mm-hmm. I was expecting Child's Play, and I got something that was more of a cautionary tale about artificial intelligence. Right, yeah, it's a lot uh, of fun, and it was, and and the Megan, the Megan doll is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did you get any any Megan trick or treaters this year? We didn't, but I, I know one. that was a big Halloween costume. Yeah, so. no, and particularly if there's a little girl who can do the dance. Mm-hmm. That's what I asked. I asked a little girl who <laughs> came to my door. If you, she can dance, do Megan little girl. Dance, dance girl. <laughs> <laughs> and then, her, and then her mom looked at me funny and was like, "No." Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, All right. So if no one a, has those on their list, I, let's I started Megan. Two. I started oh, it. Did? Yeah. Oh. Didn't finish it. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I had a blast with Megan. Maybe because it was January. And I almost, I almost, almost, almost uh, put, even though I haven't seen it. I almost put Thanksgiving on my <laughs> top ten list. <laughs> almost, that, almost, almost. Because so I was nice. like, I, I can guarantee you, I it will it. end up on my top ten list if I see it. Yeah, yeah. but I, but I couldn't quite go there because it's not because it, it's not available on Tubi yet. Right. It's still, in the, <laughs> can't have it's still in the theaters. An Eli Roth horror movie come out after years of him kind of staying to TV and doing some other cool stuff and not put it on my list. Agreed. Like, it's Eli Roth. Agreed. Yeah. Well, this Agreed. is now. Here's an example. This is. Um, I think it's a, a Universal and a Warner Brothers movie. Yeah. Yeah, they're both big studio films. So, yeah, yeah. And, and so, again, um, I did not have great hopes for Megan because it looked like a big studio PG-13 nothing burger. When, mm, I, yes. when, it, when it first came out and I went... Who asked for this? And it turned out I did. Yeah, a lot of us. It was like <laughs> turned out like, listed. Like eighty million people did uh, <laughs> yeah. because it made a lot of money, and it and it and it looks great. I thought the acting was great. Yeah. Yep. So who right. like who was who 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 was our lead? It was Allison Williams. Allison Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Who was it, it was great. One hundred and seventy nine million dollars at the old box office. Holy cats! No. Yeah. So we're gonna get a Woo. Megan two at some point. Oh yeah, Megan oh, 2 yeah. is coming out in 2025. Yep, and Thanksgiving did pretty well at the theaters too. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. And surprise, continues. surprise! I think it's still in the uh, yeah 
theaters because right there's kind of like a there's like a big gaping hole in the calendar right now for uh for movies mm-hmm. so thanksgiving's hanging on in the big theater so in the theater mike you it's can still see it 31 million as of uh, friday yep. yeah so. all right robert what you got Ooh, well um this one and i'm gonna have to um check in with mike see where he's got it oh uh but this i got was a suggestion from mike because it snuck onto his top 10 Ooh. i watched it this morning and i put it on number 10 birth rebirth Oh, uh, directed by Laura Moss. Yeah, is it on your list, Mike? It's is it on your uh, list? it's it was so close, so it close. Was, oh, it's an honorable mention. It's okay. like it's like number eleven. It's literally. <laughs> I'm I'm looking at my Tied for number ten. Says I'm man, looking at my notes right now. It is literally number eleven. I really liked this film. The, Me too. The characters were so interesting, and it's mm-hmm. like it's like a it's like a mashup of Frankenstein and mm-hmm. Pet Cemetery. It's been a big yes. year for Frankenstein yes. movies. Yeah. Yes, it has. Yeah. Birth Rebirth. So good. Yeah, directed by Laura Moss, Laura Moss. Mm-hmm. in her directorial debut. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Some people have Where having, yeah. did you catch Birth Rebirth so people can Uh see Birth it. Rebirth you can see it on Shutter right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, okay. correct. This was also a, Amazon. This was yeah, playing yeah. at Overlook that we we just kind of missed right. this one, Liz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. It was a terrible name. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, it's it's not a great name, uh but man, Especially given everything going on in the United States with uh, with uh, parenting, with childcare, with abortion rights, with healthcare issues, this all gets bundled up uh, in those things as a Frankenstein story, as a pet mm-hmm. cem- pet cemetery story, and it deftly weaves all those things together in this incredible. Uh, metaphorical melange. Wow, mm-hmm. there's some alliteration yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Metaphorical melange. Yeah, so, uh, it's it is it's a it's a great movie. Sounds like it we're gonna great, have to sneak movie. this onto our uh, medical malfeasance. Sure, sure, uh, sure. Deadlift. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah mm. for sure, for sure. Yeah, this is yeah, this is <laughs> this a melange is, of medical. This malfeasance. is like this is every <laughs> single decision that the two women make is medical malfeasance. <laughs> And it just gets worse and worse. And yeah. it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. All right. I'm going to have to check this one out. Yeah. I stayed yeah. away because of the name. It is It is sort I, of a slow burn, though, before warm. It is a very okay. slow burn, yeah. yeah. But Marin Ireland, is, is she plays oh, one really? of the main characters, and she does a phenomenal she was, job. She was May, right? Marin mm-hmm. Ireland? No. Was that? No. She was in, um, oh, what's that one? Shoot. She's not May. May is... Uh, the other oh, creepy looking girl. Mary Marin Ireland is the blonde, and she was in a movie that Mike really liked, um, where someone kills himself like in the barn. It's the brother and sister. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh yeah, she's that, in Hell or High Water. She was in the Boogeyman. Oh. Eileen. Yeah, she was just in Eileen, which I gave five mm-hmm. stars to, but not putting <clears throat> it on my horror list. She was Dark and the Wicked from oh, 2020. That's yes. Yeah, yeah. Dark and the Wicked yeah. definitely made my top ten list for that year. Yep. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yep. All right. Who's next with their number ten? Uh, I guess it's uh, – well, we, we were at Robert, so I'll go. Um, okay. I uh, this is this is one that I saw at the H.P. Lovecraft Film Festival. Um, it's the – the return of Stuart Gordon level HP Lovecraft stuff. Mm. This is suitable flesh, mm. which I had a blast with. Mm-hmm. It is. I got sexy that one thrillers. Higher. Eric yeah. loves sexy. Okay. Thrillers. So yeah, <laughs> sexy thrillers. Robert's got it higher. We're going to punt. 
All right. Mike, what's your what's your number ten? Uh, well, so I have a tie. No, I'm kidding. Uh, actually, actually, I do. Actually, I do. But I'm, Wait. I, actually, I do. But I'm not going to go there. Uh, this is the last film I saw of 2023. The very, very last film. I watched it last night at 11 o'clock at night, and I was wow. shocked that it made it on the list. A because it's from Netflix, and B, because it was the last thing I watched, and I was convinced that I wasn't going to see any other films that were going to end up on the list. Which is? It is called El Conde. Uh, oh. which is a, oh, I keep meaning to see that. Which yeah, is a too. 2023 Chilean black comedy horror film that involves, it's a satirical piece involving uh, Chilean dictator Augusto <laughs> Pinochet, oh, wow. who is a 250-year-old <laughs> vampire <laughs> who is tired of being a vampire and wants to kill himself. But his children are all the greedy, grubby, uh, nepo babies from his years, <laughs> from his decades and decades of right-wing dictatorship, and they are trying to figure out where he has hid all of his assets. But oh, he, uh, because he's a 250-year-old vampire, he kept super poor records. And they have no idea where, they have absolutely no idea where the records are at. And so they hire a woman who happens to be a nun slash exorcist to come to try to find the records and potentially uh, exercise Augusto Pinochet. The thing is, that all sounded really jokey and really silly, but it is, it's all in black and white. It's got this incredible classical music score. It is one of the most beautifully shot films I have seen in years. Netflix. And it's on Netflix. Yeah, it's an incredible, incredible film, up to and including uh, an appearance by Margaret Thatcher as a vampire. And again, that sounds super jokey. It's not. They they they, they exhume the corpse of uh, yeah yeah yeah. Of it is Thatcher. Yeah, if you're thinking what we do in the shadows, it's not that at all. It it does have funny elements, but it's a very serious film. It's a very dark film, but it's just absolutely beautiful looking. So El Conde, yeah, I totally recommend people watch it. We're gonna get another uh, Patagonian yeah film. So I think uh, similar to the Australian stuff. Yeah. Southern Hemisphere for the win this year. Yeah. Oh, like. absolutely. <laughs> Good job, Southern Hemisphere. All right. Okay. Back number to nine. back to back to back for to Joseph. Joseph. Back to Joseph. Joseph. Yeah. Joseph's number nine film is Cobweb. Mm. Does anybody else have mm. Cobweb? I on do. Their no. List? Oh, you do. So oh. punt that one. Higher on punt the list. That. Higher on the okay. list. Oh. Higher on the list. Eric's number so one. No, my. but it surprised <laughs> the hell out of me. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. My number nine is one that Joseph actually told me about, and it is The Coffee Table, directed oh. by oh, Casas, and it, <laughs> we said it was the Spanish contributor of the Feel Bad Movie of the Year. Joseph caught it at Fantaspoa in May, and I caught it at Fantasia, and boy, is it a Feel Bad Movie, but it is also a pitch black comedy. The first... I don't know. Three quarters of the film are absolutely hilarious and it's real funny until it's not. <laughs> so stay cold. Don't find out anything else about it. You can read Joseph Yeru. He doesn't give anything away on thescariestthings.com. 
And the coffee table should be coming our way in early 2024. Yeah, I remember you talking about this one. Is yes. it? Yeah. Is and it uh, La Mesita del Comedor? <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> La Mesita del Comedor. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. With confidence. Yes. yes. <laughs> sure. Um, I met the director at Fantastic Fest, where, of course, people went crazy for it and um he apologizes to everyone for making this film because it's going to depress <laughs> you and ruin your day so but it, you're also going to be laughing it must have been released in spain in 2022 it looks probably like. and yeah, it yeah, yeah american festivals in 2023 right, and right, hopefully right. it will start streaming here in 2024 okay there you go this the is table yeah all right all right eric oh no robert Oh, me. Yep. Uh, okay, number nine. Um, going back to Netflix for this one. Mm, okay. And my one of my favorite people, um, and I'm not actually sure why, but he's got some good stuff. But Mr. Paco Plaza, uh, his uh, Veronica movie oh. is oh, one yeah. of my favorites. And this is a prequel to Veronica, uh, Hermana Muerte, Sister Death. Oh, I seen this one on Netflix and haven't checked it out yet. Okay, it's pretty good. I mean, if you like Veronica, it's just yeah. there's the it's the story of the creepy nun in the, who's very old in Veronica. Um, they call her Sister Death. This is her story. This is how she became that creepy old lady in Veronica. Um, Ho- so yes, hopefully it's a more yeah. clear through line than the nun too. Yeah, which was yeah. which, or, <laughs> or a more clear backstory because like. Like I, I noticed in the Nun Two, the backstory was like completely changed around from the Nun One, and I was like, uh, "I'm pretty sure that's yeah. not the backstory they had in the Nun One. Totally different backstory <laughs> it, in it, Nun it, Two. And I'm <laughs> like, you can't change the backstory. Oh, no, you totally can when the movie's as bad as the Nun One. Yeah, I guess <laughs> you just do what you want. Right? Yeah. But anyway, so this is uh, the so Veronica. Th- this is the younger. This is a prequel. Yeah. This is a prequel. Okay. So the so there is no well actually at the very end of the movie there's a great cameo by Veronica and the old uh sister death from the first movie. They they kind of reprise their roles at the very end of the movie which is really charming and cool. Um but this one no this is a a younger version of the old nun how she kind of got her start uh and the actress who who plays it did Phenomenally, it's her first feature film. Hmm. Um, Aria Bedmar is her name. All and, right, and the cinematography is beautiful. There's, it's hard to go wrong when everyone's wearing these great white, bright flowing nun robes, and they're turning around <laughs> and running through corridors. And I mean, yeah. And plus, the uh, the cinematographer was mostly a uh, um, learned his trade uh, in music video. So, oh, there interesting. There's a lot yeah. of very very stylish and the poster is awesome that is definitely ended up on the top 10 list of the year uh top 10 best posters of the year that's happening uh, on uh Uh, sister death okay yeah yeah yeah. uh hermano muerte the when i think of flowing robes and music videos i think total eclipse of the heart <laughs> so that's what I'm it's looking forward that. to. It's Not almost those that, kind yeah. of robes. Yeah. <laughs> More like cloaks. Uh, yeah, and less ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
so was it me or Mike? It's Number me. Nine. Okay, so uh, I've got a movie that I doubt that you guys have uh, because um, oh boy. you would have had to attended um, either Sigis or uh, the HP Lovecraft Film Festival. So two in a oh. row for for Gwen and Brian. Nice. Uh, this is a uh, a Greek film called Menor, directed oh. by Konstantinos Kostaliotis. I hope I said that right. Um, so this <laughs> is in, in Menor, yeah. uh, tentacled cosmic horrors besiege a seaside Greek town, and it's up to the patrons of a local taverna to save the city. Uh, the directors, and you, if you go check out uh, the H.P. Lovecraft site, they have a interview with the director and writer. They refer to this as my big fat Greek monster movie, uh, and it it really captures this this boozy spirit of fun and zaniness. It's the, the, okay. the that a, uh, a a a giant monster thing with tentacles and lots of eyeballs emerges from the uh, uh, the Aegean, and um, they start. Uh, infiltrating the city, and and it's really like a lot of they they, they have about. 20 characters and each of them has about the same amount of prominence so nobody you'd know uh, but but some real fun characters it punches well above its weight class because this nice. guy was the uh, the 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 Costiliotis was the um, the storyboarder or not the storyboarder um, the 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 VFX lead for Guardians of the Galaxy oh wow so it's sounds a lot like grabbers yes it is yeah. it's like it's, it's like Grabbers and Grabbers Mama Mia. Grabbers in Greece. Yeah, it's, <laughs> nice. it's there's there's is a lot there of singing. There's some is great music. Uh, <laughs> okay. they, they wrote a bunch of original music and they perform on stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, what what H.P. Oh. Lovecraft story is it based on? It's not. It's oh, okay. it's, it's 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 cosmic it's horror. Just got Love, Lovecraft. Yeah, it's just yeah, got they, yeah. Okay. They they were inspired. They they said they went to a uh, music festival and they said, you know, what would be cool is what if a giant Lovecraftian monster emerged from the water and and killed everybody. And All right. So that's where they went. And it, How cool would and that it's, be? It's, it's, yeah. it, would is, awesome. it is fun. It is it is fun. It looks terrific. It's it's light, um, uh, but it's you know it's it's got a lot of action. The com- the the comic timing hits. The characters are a lo- are are, are kind of comic booky, but they're really fun. So, right. anyways, All right. it's not out yet. So um, that's that will probably be a 2024 landing for uh, someone's going to pick it up. It's it's really good. Stay tuned. Okay, Mike. Uh, Mike. My was this my number number nine? Nine. nine. Oh, nine. okay, number nine. Uh, number nine. Uh, I put TV on the f- list last year for the first time in the history of my short history with the Scariest Things it's podcast. Hard to stop once you start. I'm yeah. putting TV on again <laughs> with. A film, a series created by Donald Glover and Janine Neighbors. Okay, oh. so we're called punting. Swarm. Table. <laughs> yeah. Table it. All right, Swarm. Swarm. <laughs> Joseph's right. number we are eight. Back with Joseph's number eight, which is, and I think this might make some other people's list. Brooklyn Forty Five. Mm. Ted Gagan. Mm. Did not make. Did, oh. Didn't make my. Going on my worst of the year list. Oh, no. Worst of the year list. Let me say what Joseph has to say about this film. Because he says, writer-director Ted Gagan's terrific Brooklyn 45 is a chamber piece film that addresses real-life horrors as well as otherworldly ones. 
With a gripping story and a masterclass in acting from its ensemble cast, filled with names familiar to all genre film aficionados, this feature is one that fear fans of all stripes need to add to their must-see list, except for Mike. Except for me. I really right. enjoyed this too, and actually I got a chance to interview uh, Ted, but unfortunately, Ted. Mm-hmm. the recording uh, was one that recorded one microphone and not the other, and so it was yeah. we couldn't post it. Oh, but, that's too bad. Yeah, that, that was like me not checking my uh, recording monitors. I think I was Life. distracted at the festival. Still happens when you're um, in a food court. I thought it was a good-looking film. It was well acted. It was just boring as hell and there was no scares whatsoever yeah I, I i don't think it was i didn't find it particularly scary but i loved the mm-hmm. stage drama i liked i it was a mystery it was more of a mystery than a horror movie for it me. did seem like a stage play it yeah, was very yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. it was created that mm-hmm. way and it was oh. it was a collaboration between ted gagan and larry fessenden yeah, who yeah. lives down the mm-hmm. street from them yeah, and yeah. It, it really gave larry a chance to to pull out his his leading man chops which he usually plays secondary characters who get offed in horrible ways mm-hmm. um, but he but Larry is also a producer par excellence yeah yeah, um, yeah. and I yeah. you know I, I thought you know I, I gave it a four star review and it, it landed for me uh, I'd probably like say in the 20s star, two yeah. and a half three a little bit boring for me but I had, yeah. I had it at 26 on my list my number eight is not boring at all. My number eight is my first Aussie film of the night. Okay. And it is Beaten to Death. Oh, yeah. Anyone I forgot else? about this. I was Australian. Yeah. All right. yeah. Beaten to Death. Yeah. So in my review, Did I feel I bad said, after seeing it? Then it must oh, be on yeah. Liz's list. Yeah. <laughs> this film is gorgeously shot, wonderfully active, and insanely bloody. I watched through the coward's veil and had to plug my ears to stop the screaming. This was made by Sam Curtin. I gave it four and a half stars out of five and five intensity blood drops for intensity and gore. It mm-hmm. is brutal. It is nihilistic, and it is available for you to rent on all your VOD platforms. <laughs> just close out your a ear lovely evening. with a bang. Yes, for a lovely <laughs> evening. All right, Robert, what you got at number eight? Number eight comes to us from a director who's responsible for a lot of the robot chicken. Oh. Okay. Also from comic book phenom Robert Kirkman. Mm. And the Emmy Award winning... Uh, one of the Emmy Award winning writers from Rick and Morty. Wow. Yep. Renfield. Yeah. Oh, it's an honorable mention for me. Yeah, I would meet my honorable mention for me too. I think, yeah, that was, I, Liz so and I caught fun. the world premiere. The, so the much movie fun. That, that suffered from some of the yes. worst marketing mm-hmm. in the history of marketing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. They should have yeah. called it Dracula's Buddy. <laughs> yes. yes, they should have. <laughs> yeah. Nicholas Cage at some of his caginess. Yes. I mean, yeah, it, oh, was, he, it was wonderful. He, I loved the whole thing. It was so bloody. It was so it was. And, and so funny. And we it were just we funny. were laughing. I, Aquafina. You know, my, I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. I, I, Great I, cast. I loved the ska jokes too. That was the gift that kept on giving for me. I mean, everybody could find a little piece that that yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that would, yeah. that would get, get, get a chuckle. I'm glad out. it's on your list because yeah. it deserves so much more recognition than it, it does. got. And it I think does. It will come. Like, yeah. people yeah. will start catching this. Especially, I mean, Nicolas Cage has a movie out, I swear to God, every weekend. There's a yeah. new movie, <laughs> Nicolas Cage movie yeah. at the yeah. theaters. But maybe as people start to look for him, 
or see, you know, dream scenario or something. They say, what else do you do this year? And they'll catch Renfield. That's yeah, right. Moment. Renfield was 15 on my list. Mm. I, if, I like, the people who wanted to see the Meg, too, like, that, you're going to watch Renfield. They it's should watch it. It's so much better. Horror comedy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Just yeah. less water. Right. Just less, <laughs> yeah, a little bit less water. Yeah, yeah. big teeth, though. You got, they, yeah. they, 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 it was, for, 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 for Mike, yes, uh, fangs. I know. I put, put a, I put a vampire movie at number 10. Come on now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number yeah. 10, <laughs> vampire <laughs> movie. First time sparkle. ever. Yeah. First time ever. <laughs> First time a vampire movie has ever showed up on my top ten list. Whoa! Ooh. All right, so my right, number my number eight is Cobweb, um, and okay. so this is oh, okay. uh, directed by Samuel Bowden, um, and it stars Lizzie Kaplan, Anthony Starr, who you might know from uh, The Boys. He is the mm-hmm. uh, oh god, he's the the, the big bad in, yeah. in in The Boys. Um, oh, okay. And uh, a uh, a young actor uh, named. <clears throat> Um, Woody Norman, where this is, there's when it started, the movie felt like a Babadook uh, had kind of kind of film where you the mm-hmm. you had a kind of a disturbed uh, kid who's hearing knocking on 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 his in the walls. Um, the house really could use a new paint job because it's like gray green everywhere. Um, but <laughs> it, it the 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 parents are. Having you know, he's this this kid's getting picked on at school, and he lashes out, and he gets he gets he gets sent back home, and the parents are weirdos, and mm-hmm. uh, there's some deep dark secrets. There's something in the walls, uh, and it is there are some really good twists. It has yep. great jump scares. It is it's got great atmosphere. The uh, the the both both of the adult leads are magnetic. They're uh, in, in their they're kind of they they they're, they they go hot and cold, but they're always menacing. Um, relative, like there was if there's like good cop and or, or bad cop and worse cop uh, in in the household. Uh, that's the way it kind of plays. So I uh, had a lot Joseph, of fun with this. Joseph agrees with you. He said it. Boasting a playful, suspenseful screenplay, eerie set design, solid special effects, and engaging performances with assured direction, Cobweb is a blast. Go in as cold as possible, and you will come out feeling highly satisfied. Yeah, it, it, it yep. reminds me of a much better version of another movie that I don't want to use to, to mention because it would spoil it. Yeah, oh. don't spoil mm. it. Because um, it this one this one has a uh, the 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 source of the the knocking once it becomes clear of what's going on, um, yeah, I don't want to spoil that, but it's cool. Don't spoil that. It's yep. cool and it's really vi- the the violence comes and it's mm-hmm. and it's um, from in many ways it becomes like it becomes a big rumble. Anyways, uh, cobweb. And it's set on Halloween. Halloween favorite. Yes. So. Okay, mm. Mike. Mike. All right. Uh, this is film directed by David Gordon Green. It is Exorcist Believer. Yes, Whoa, no way. I, I put it on and the list. Eight. I wow. liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, and I'm here to tell you, I actually shed a tear at the very end of the film when Linda Blair shows up. Spoiler alert: Linda Spoiler Blair alert. shows up <laughs> at the end of the film. I, that just that just plucked all at that my, marketing. She shows up at the end. Plucked at my mm-hmm. demonic yeah. uh, heart strings. Yeah, I mean. Here's the thing. Every every single (laughs) film in the Exorcist universe (laughs) post nineteen seventy three has big, big, massive pluses and minuses. 
Uh, the second one has pluses. Some have some have some have way more pluses than minuses. Uh, And I think this one is a really decent film. I think it's really good. I think the only thing that really bugged me about it was the sort of the cloying nature of the, um, you know, the, uh, the, the, re- the the religious super friends at the end of the film where they banded yeah, together the five different religions yeah. to fight the demon. You know, yes. that was the only thing that was a little bit bothersome <laughs> to me, but that otherwise <laughs> I thought it was really good. And I thought the depiction, the actual visual depiction of hell was really freaky. Yeah. I'll it tell was you what, for me, I really enjoyed this movie up until the exorcism like began to happen. The scene right. in the hospital is so yeah. tense and yeah. so great. And oh, with Ellen Burstyn? Yeah. Kind of went no, no, like oh. with, uh, when they're pick, getting the girls. Um, mm-hmm. like the first hospital scene. It had oh, exorcism yeah. vibes. It was frenetic. It yeah. was like stressful. Yeah. But then yeah, I think it was the uh, speaking in tongues neighbor that really just took me out of the action. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, the the exorcist super friends at the end of the film is yeah. is, is, yeah. is is a bit much to take, but exorcist super friends. Yes. Uh, but I think it's a, I think so, it's a, I think it's a really solid film. Uh, I know a lot of people hated two and it. Two and a half to three stars. Yeah, hmm. I I said four. I went four. I went so, four fine. with it for sure. I missed out on this because right now you can only get it on Peacock. I don't have a subscription, and so you have to buy hmm. it for twenty bucks if you want to watch. Give you my right, 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 right. So, so who are the, the so? It's so not worth twenty dollars. So you got uh, the the five super friends. You got you got Catholics, Mormons, Mennonites. Uh, what do you got? No, the, the, no Mormons. Uh, it was, it was, no, you got like a Baptist couple. You get Catholics. You get sort of. Uh, like a voodoo priestess, you get kind of kind of new age, uh, yeah, spiritualism. And, yeah, 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 yeah. You got, yeah. You got uh, Muslims. Uh, no, no. I don't think so. No, no, they were they weren't invited. They weren't invited. Sorry, sorry. Muslims. Even though you're a Hasidic religion, yeah, yeah. we're not going to take you or right, or, right. or uh, Judaism they probably because turned that's, down the invitation to the super friends. Right, gathering. Right. We don't we don't want to piss off a a uh, a large religious group, so we're, we'll yeah. stick to yeah. just. Within Christianity, Catholics yeah. know that I think the Enya was there. Enya, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a hot take, Mike. That's yeah. a hot take. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, Good the, on you, Mike. The rest will suck, yeah. I guarantee it. But this one was pretty solid. Okay. Okay. At number seven, <laughs> we're tabling Joseph's because Joseph has talked to me at number seven. Yeah. Oh, higher. I myself have higher. it higher. Mm. So. I think we're going to probably be tabling my number seven also, because I'm sure mm. people have this higher, because I have When Evil Lurks. Yeah, way higher. Seven. I have it at, I also have higher. it at seven. Oh, okay. Oh. But we're still, Mike says higher. Yeah, so higher. Too. Go over to Robert for his number seven. My number seven um, is the one that Eric just tried to talk about just a little while ago. H.P. Uh, Lovecraft adaptation of his 1933 story, The Thing on the Doorstep. Oh, Barbara Crampton and Heather Graham. Suitable Flesh. Suitable Flesh. Oh, yeah. Where can we see Suitable oh, Flesh now? Is it is it available? For, oh, it is on Shutter. Okay. Yep. It came, it, it actually. On top of it. They they moved pretty quickly after uh, oh, Shutter. Okay. Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. They, also they Amazon. Yep. In case that comes up. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, but it's, yeah, sexy, mm-hmm. sexy yes. horror. Uh, yep. and, and a great doppelganger thing. And very true. To the uh, thing at the doorstep, um, it was, and and I think one of my uh, my better interviews was with um, 
the writer. Dennis Paoli. Dennis yep. Paoli. And yeah. he was he was you could talk to him forever. He's a he's a walking dictionary of uh of of Lovecraftian horror. He's terrific. And all yeah. of his because he was he worked with Stuart Gordon for all those years. Right. So. Yeah. And this awesome is, poster. And I think that it was awesome dedicated. Poster. Yeah. To, to Stuart Gordon. Yeah. And and a tribute to two older actresses who still are at the top of their craft. Heather Graham was a, was fantastic. She uh, cuz yeah. everybody has to play two roles. Heather yeah. Graham's like 45. No, she's 50. She's in her 50s. She's 52. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So she's it's not that old. Well, for, for playing, no, it's not bad. But, but playing, in a, but but if you're playing, it's not bad. You're, you're casting <laughs> casting a 52 year old as your erotic, yeah, horror. Yeah. I look like lead. Heather Graham when I'm 52. It's yeah, not gonna happen we should all look like boobs, Heather Graham. Head. Right, right. Like, <laughs> yeah, Heather Graham and Barbara Crampton have have been they hiding. Hot. They have been hiding they the uh, Fountain of Youth, and we should yeah. actually yeah. You know, stalk them to find out where their Barbara where Crampton, the fountain is. Sure, that lady. Yeah, folks show. Yep. All right. Good choice. All right. What are we at? Number six. Number six. I don't uh, think any. Oh, yeah. no, uh, no, 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 no. Number, number seven, seven for Mike. Because um, I, oh, got, Mike, I got number seven was when evil lurks. So I'm, I'm passing. Yeah. Oh, you're passing. Okay. Oh, uh, my number seven, uh, sticking with big budget uh, Hollywood horror films. This is a film directed by Rob Savage. This is Boogeyman. Nice. Oh, uh, nice. Based on the 25 page uh, Stephen King story from 1978. Uh, mm-hmm. Fast forward 45 years, the Boogeyman is back as a full-on fright fest, featuring David Dasmalchen as Lester Billings, the um, super creepy and mm-hmm. deeply fractured yeah, individual. Creepy, yeah. Yes, uh, <laughs> very yeah. powerful for, for as much as he's in it. Boogeyman is Boogeyman is yeah, super exactly. solid. Uh, it is jump scares aplenty and. Yes. The thing I really liked about it is they largely hide the boogeyman. Mm -hmm. Uh, You do get sort of vague glimpses of the boogeyman towards the tail end of the film, towards a really, really tail, tail, Mm -hmm. tail end of the film. But then Mm -hmm. otherwise, you don't really know what this thing is. Well, it's the monster in the closet, and that's always in shadow. I mean, that is the tradition. It's like, which I thought was awesome. That was a great way to do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it is, it's, it's pretty incredible to think that they could. Um, that they could take a 25-page Stephen King story and rework it into a feature-length film. Right. Um, I think Maximum Overdrive was shorter. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but you That's know, why it, it's such a feat they could take it and work it into a, <laughs> a top ten film. But that said, I think the 25-page story (spoiler alert) is way darker than yeah. than the, this is PG-13 than than the film. Uh, yeah, I think it was rated R. No. Or is it? Oh, was it really? It's PG thirteen. PG thirteen. Okay, but it's a good, it's, it's a scary PG thirteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, I think that, that you're you're absolutely right. Some of the best jump scares of the year. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and, and hats off to Sophie Thatcher, who who is our teenager, and Vivian Lyra Blair, who you would know from if you suffered through the Obi Wan Kenobi show. Yep. Uh, <laughs> she's she was the she she's the the little girl. Yeah. In this, but they but. Uh, yeah, really all the all the, all the all the child actors super good, and the dad playing also very good. Chris Messina yeah. was yep. he, he yeah. was he was the had the want to, but he was because there's a tragedy. Oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah. The, the, mm. They get they get beset upon. It's sort of a, a they inherited the boogeyman, right? Because and of I guess that's grief. that's the that's the twist is the the tragedy in the original is way darker than the tragedy in mm, the yeah. film, but you need the tragedy. 
in the film to explain why you would extend this out an hour and a half. Yeah. No, and and it it was <laughs> right. it was worth the hour and a half. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for yeah, sure. Totally. Mm-hmm. All right. Totally worth. Back to okay. Joseph. Joseph. I since another Lovecraftian horror film, but I don't think this is on anybody else's list. This is The Deep Dark. Anybody have this on their list? No, but it was on my watch okay. list. Oh, well, mm. here's what Joseph says. Lovecraftian horror films are arguably hotter than ever, which I feel like we're proving right now. And France checks in with the deep dark, which I found to be a highly entertaining and intriguing creature feature about a group of 1950s miners who discover a crypt from another time, unknowingly waking up a bloodthirsty monster. With a goodly supply of patented French nihilism and super gore effects, the deep dark is a must-see cinema for creature feature buffs and Lovecraft aficionados. Eric, this sounds like it has your name written. It out. sure yeah. does. I just yeah. ran out of time. I didn't yeah. I didn't okay. I didn't know about it until all of a sudden I started, you know, this was in in the binge where I'm going, what have I what have I not seen yet? What have I not seen yet? I there are about yeah. eight eight films that were on my list that I didn't see. It doesn't have a good trailer. Um, yeah. and so that, that it's that, got the thing written all over it though. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh yeah, it'll be Is it available for streaming right now? Yes it is. So oh, that okay. so that's where I, I saw it. I think it was on Shutter. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, yeah, and probably. and so I kind of went. I'll get to it, and then I I think I watched uh, Insidious Red Door instead, <laughs> or or The Nun Two, or something like Where? that. It's like ah, well, because you know I, I I think what the thing with, 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 with I'm really glad that Joseph caught this because you know yeah. you know part of part of our duty as scariest things folks is to get movies to people that people can actually get access to and uh these the the festival films sometimes are are tricky i've got a couple that i haven't hit the yeah. hit, haven't hit the ground yet so does not look like you can stream it yet really oh. yeah not I available s- for streaming I put it on my yeah watch i thought list. i saw it yeah so i'm so, not seeing it anywhere because you don't do you not you don't use amazon though do you yeah i have amazon okay yep i have amazon i got shutter Got Hulu, got Netflix, got Tubi. I got, got it all. Too many things. The Piper comes calling at the end of the year with the, when it's yep. like renewal fees. Pay the bills. Yep. But this will pivot nicely over to my number five. Speaking of Amazon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's a, that's a, I have got, uh, oh wait, no, I meant number six, excuse me, not number five, but it is a five-star movie for me, and I gave Totally Killer my number six spot. Oh, mine's higher. <gasps> Ooh. Okay. Oh. Table. Table okay. 80s nostalgists. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. What do you got at number six, Robert? Uh, number six, I think we tried to talk about this earlier, um, from the Argentinian mastermind, Demian Rugna. Okay. When Evil Lurks. Mm, Is it higher? higher? It's higher. It's higher. Tabling this one. Uh, I have, well, it'll be interesting to see at six. Um, This is one of the early movies on our our roster. Uh, I had a complete blast with it. This is Mm. Elizabeth Elizabeth Banks' Cocaine Bear. Mm. Anybody else have Cocaine Bear? Nope. No. Oh my God. But I love that you put it on there. (laughs) (laughs) This is wackadoodle. This is, this is, uh, like, Black Bear finds a finds a cachet of coke in the in the in Appalachia and goes goes on a on a bloody rampage through a bunch of 
bunch of idiot folks in 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 the Smoky Mountains. Uh, this was a lot gorier than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. It could have used yeah. some more bear. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but at the same time, my God, it was it this 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 put a smile on my face. I loved it. It was hilarious. It is. Yeah. yeah it if you hilarious. think someone getting dragged behind an ambulance is hilarious, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, do bears climb? Yes, they do. <laughs> and and you know and and have you know the with you know the bear lying on top of uh, uh, of the guy and and it, there, there was just the the sight gags were fantastic. Um, yes. When we had the bear, it was some of the most fun you'll have in the movies. It, it uh, and and so I forgive it that it had a, a big cast of people to get off by the bear. Um, yeah. So yeah, just every I found all the characters colorful and fun. So mm. and um, Ray, Ray Liotta's last film, Ray Ever. Liotta's last yeah. film, Ever. Yeah. rest in peace. And he, boy, Rest he, in he, peace, he, Ray Liotta. He, he got he got cubbed to death. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was fun. I had so co- co- cocaine bear. Um, more more horror from Elizabeth Banks, please. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. My number six is yes. uh, the Angry Black Girl and Her Monster by Bamani oh, J. Nice. Story. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, man. Uh, this is a fresh take on man's inhumanity to man in the context of. The Frankenstein uh, mythos. Uh, it's, the Frankenstein movie. Any, anybody yeah. else have it? No. Nope. Nope. Okay. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, it's, Loved it though. Great it's movie. fresh. It has really great, some really great jump scares, and it's a story that is packed with empathy, mm-hmm. with love, and a black girl taking a teen black girl taking on the role of Doctor Doctor yeah. Victor mm-hmm. Frankenstein. In fact, I love that the that her little buddy goes, "Mad scientist, mad scientist." <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> and, goes, and 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 you know, I that they, I think Bomani he wrote this too, didn't he? Yeah. It, that was that was one crackerjack script. That was yeah. That, you listen to Mike Mike's interview with Bomani. It's yeah. it's terrific. Great interview. And, um, yeah. You know, I I thought, I thought this was the Wire meets Frankenstein. Kind of, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Because it felt like, is this? Because I thought it's like, is this Baltimore? I mean, right, right, right. You right. know how I feel about mm-hmm. Frankenstein, but it's yeah. all, yeah, it's all shot in. I think it's all shot in the in a project in. It's in North Carolina, Raleigh, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Raleigh, mm-hmm. Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the thing for me that really uh, that where he really knocked it out of the park was the casting. There is mm-hmm. not yeah. a bad performance in this entire group yeah i think they could have nice. tightened up some of the frankensteiny elements yeah. uh but that otherwise every single every single actor yeah. actress in this film is just superb yeah and it's yeah. and it's got this that it's got a fantastic ending it's got yeah. this that, that, that it gives you it gives it, it it will run you through the paces of emotions at the end of the at the very end of the movie right and, and you might be great. seeing Angry Black Girl and Her Monster Part Two, maybe. Uh, I hope so. Uh, we'll see how well it does. Is this was a festival, darling? Uh, you cut it at South by. Cut it at South by, and it is it is now on Shutter. I know this for sure. Yeah, yep. I just watched it on. I that's I caught it in my binge. And All it right, was really good. Moving back to Joseph. Joseph. Okay, at number five. Joseph has five. another folk horror feature called The Weight. Does anybody have this? No. Nope. I have not heard of it. Putting it on my list now. I know. Because yeah. so. it's a Joseph movie. Good, good thing it about Joseph's from, list. Haven't heard yep. any of uh, haven't heard of any of them, haven't seen any of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
So this one comes from writer and director F. Javier Gutierrez, and he directs his folk horror feature superbly, investing the film with a dark sense of foreboding from the start, with the dirt poor existence of a man and his family and the oppressive heat being palpable in this occult chiller. So Ooh. add the so weight it's about to your list. Hot I don't people? Yeah. Okay. Temperature hot people. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to suitable flesh. As opposed which to right. suitable yeah, okay. flesh, about very hot people. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> Getting hot. Uh, <laughs> okay, we are at my number five film. Some people don't even think it's a film. No one know what year it came out. It has no plot, and it's Skinnamarink. Five stars. <laughs> scared me to death. One of the first movies I saw in the theater this year, sitting next to a friend of the podcast, Tom Carter. All I'm going to say is, Toy, phone, jump scare, mic drop, skin of a ring. Experience. Liminal horror. It (laughs) really forces you to stare at the screen at little things that aren't moving. Yes. Yep. Uh, All right. Did it make anybody else's list? I I couldn't get into it. I'll be honest. I still haven't seen it. Ah. uh, It is unique. It was on Joseph's last year list because it also came out. It's come out every year for like the past year. I think it has. Yeah. <laughs> this 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 will be a uh, hot take kind of a movie. I mean, it's just I was I, I left torn. Yeah, I was neither like I didn't hate it, I didn't love it. I was I was torn. I, I gave it three stars. Okay, because I I I, I, res- torn. I respected it. Yeah, but I'm boy, stars. I was staring at the movie, waiting for something to happen for a lot of the time. And yep. I was like, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Robert. All right, Robert. My number five, um, which might be higher on some people's thing, it's, it goes back to Netflix and is a TV series. Hold it. Holding. <laughs> okay. Follow the house of Usher. We're holding. All right, Eric. <laughs> uh, I have one that will not be on any of your lists. Uh, this is Hundreds of Beavers from Popcorn Frights. <laughs> um, to call this a horror movie is a stretch, but I loved it so much. It is... Uh, it's it's part Buster Keaton, part Wile E. Coyote. Uh, it is uh, it's fur, furries. This is the movie that you should see instead of Five Nights at Freddy's. This is so much fun. It is raucous. Absolutely. If you if you as a kid laughed out loud to uh, Looney Tunes, and instead these things just get these poor these beavers and rabbits and other things get completely blown up. It, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is so weird and wacky. This thing was this thing is a lot of fun. It is it's is it available for streaming yet? Not yet. Not so yet. this okay. is so I ha- I hundreds have to count that. So catch it Keep when it shows up. It's, hundreds of beavers. It's black and white furry <laughs> action horror comedy from the beaver state. And and just yeah. Well, from, from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Not the be well, come on. It's, that's it's not a, the beaver state. Yeah, that's that's a badger state. Yeah. That's uh yeah. Uh, that highly recommended. You will not see anything like it. Uh well, Wiley Coyote. You, okay. But <laughs> with, with with severed heads and 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 really wicked contraptions. All right. Uh, my, where are we at? Number five? Is this number five? Uh, number five. All right. Uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, sort of horror non sequiturs, this is, but continuing on with Australian horror, film directed by Matt Vesely. This is Monolith, about a podcaster. And who doesn't love horror films about podcasters? Uh, it's a podcaster who focuses on weird and unexplained phenomena in her podcast, Beyond Believable. As Liz Williams said, fans of Pontypool 
Uh, and Scariest yeah. Things favorite, Vast of Night, as well as films by Britt Marling and Shane Carruth, will not want to miss Monolith. That also stars Lucy Campbell, uh, who is in Evil Dead Rise. This is a film that is so gripping and so fascinating uh, that it will literally have you. I was on the edge of my seat, my actual edge of my seat. I can can yes, confirm. my edge edge of my seat <laughs> yeah, at all this seat left. Yeah, at, at the Alamo Draft House. <laughs> Alamo Draft House. There was no seat left. Nice. All right, back to all right. Joseph. Joseph. All right. Is this the time when we're talking when evil lurks? Because Joseph has it at number four. Sure isn't. I think, oh. oh, oh we're holding it. Sure okay. isn't. Oh, goodness. Sure isn't. Right. <laughs> Robert, now, or no, Liz. My Liz. number four is Late Night with the Devil. Oh. Punt. I haven't seen it. I haven't hired. Punt that. Punting? Okay. Punt it. Okay. <laughs> my number four is actually a tie. Oh. Okay. Here we go. Oh, I know Eric hates ties. Eric's <laughs> Robert's top fifteen. But they're 15. both horror comedies, so yeah. I thought it was fitting that I put them both at number four. Okay. The first one is um, directed by Nanachka Khan. Yes. Totally okay. killer. Totally killer. There you I go. Also, I had that at my number five or six. Excuse me. I gave it five stars. Me you too. You are not gonna. You're gonna be hard pressed to find a better time it watching a movie. It was awesome. Yep. Yeah. Totally awesome. Yes. Totally 80s. Back totally to the awesome. Future meets Slasher film. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And they yeah, even yeah. like work in the Mandela effect and the whole thing. And, I mean, and it's Back just, to the Future. And Back <laughs> to the Future. It was super well done. I, I, and I love the, the whole Mama Sita. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, the, the totally caught all the. I think, Liz, you got a chance if to you, interview the, uh, yep, the, uh, the editor, editor, Jeremy Cohn. Oh, so yeah, listen yeah. to that. If you grew up in the 80s, mm-hmm. this is your movie. Yep. yep. The other one, notice me, Senpai. Notice me. Onyx the Fortune. Oh, that's my, hon- <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> my honorable mentions. That was a good time. Oh, yeah. That was, I had so much fun that was with a pretty that. Pretty good imitation. Also, Jeffrey Combs <laughs> and Barbara Crampton in the same movie. Yep. Yeah. Didn't share any scenes together, but, you know, uh, take what yep. I can get. This Got the was. Band back together. Th- exactly. if, if you can handle an extreme personality, you will get a lot of gold out of this. This is yeah. He, well, and I think that's the key. I it is. I think it's a great. I think it's a very well done film. I could not handle the extreme personality. I yeah, was oh, turned I off. What, I was turned I off from, the same, from minute the same one. Problem with um, Deadstream. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I liked Deadstream. And Mike didn't like Deadstream. For exactly. Exact yeah. same so reason. Mike yeah, yeah. probably doesn't like yeah. Ace Ventura and and the Water Boy and those kinds of things. I do. Yeah. 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 So, th- so th- that's that's that is your caveat going into it. If you, if you like those kinds of wack, wacky personalities. Yes. The, there are. Andrew Bowser is a yeah. wacky personality. It's, yeah, I, had a, I had a lot of fun with it's it. It's a it's a very well done film, the and there are there are lots of great gags, and the puppets are wonderful. It's the just puppets, yeah, yeah, if you got to get. Over that first tribute. that first hump, yeah, yeah. and it's a big hump. <laughs> it's a big hump. Yep. All right, uh, Eric. Eric's number four. Evil Dead Rise. Oh, that's my number four. That's my number four. What? Okay, tabled. All right, we'll talk about it later, Mike. Oh wait, no, that's no, that's we're talking about it now. Robert's higher. higher. Oh, oh, Robert says mm-hmm. higher. Okay. Uh, well, then my number three is Late Night with the Devil. Higher. Oh, Eric says oh. higher. Oh, see, oh now my we're gosh. getting. Oh, gosh. All right. We're back to Joseph. 
Joseph's number three is not going to be on anybody else's list. It's another Irish folk horror movie, and it's called All You Need Is Death. Oh, my Penny gosh. Money? He's just making these titles said. up. This is two Irish folk horror movies on one list. Okay. We thought Australia was taking over. We've been sleeping on Ireland. All right. Writer and director Paul Dwayne's Irish folk horror, All You Need Is Death, is about a young couple who serotypically collect rare, unrecorded folk songs to sell for a profit. It's a terrific slow burner that fairly drips with dread as it takes viewers on a ride to wholly unexpected places. Mm. Aficionados of weird fiction and cinema should find plenty at which to marvel. Mike, this sounds like one you might be into. I know. Recorded folk songs and selling them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Mike, Music, is, Mike is big on the folk horror. I know. Ireland. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. I'm getting after All it. All right. Assuming it My really exists. Three. Assuming it exists. I'm getting after I it. I did. <laughs> right. Exactly. My number three, and we can all talk briefly about it, uh-huh. is Fall of the House of Usher. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it did, not make, it did not make my list. Nope. Go ahead. You guys go. Oh. So me and Robert have an yeah. yeah, get Five to it. stars. Mike Five Flanagan. Stars. Holy moly, I love that man. It was beautiful. It was and it was beautiful. Awesome. It yeah. was just beautifully shot. It's all the sets and everything, the costumes were luxurious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the performances were top-notch, and the way he could take Poe, weave all the stories together, and put it in a contemporary context with, like, the uh, big pharma was... I I don't even understand, like, how that man brain works, but I'm here (laughs) for everything he does. Absolutely. And And it's uh, seven episodes, plow through it. As quickly as possible. Yeah, just binge. For those... I just found out today that... This is actually a full roster of Poe stories, not just right. the the, yeah. the 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 fall of the house. Every episode is titled after a different Poe story, and yeah. it each features the demise of one of Roderick's Usher, Roderick Usher's children in right. the way that the Poe story happened. And so. Mark Hamill's character is yes, fantastic. Pim. He plays Pim, and man, would I watch a series about that right? guy? Yeah. yeah. Be forewarned, right. it's not Luke, it's not Luke Skywalker. It's not, it's not, it's not it's no Skywalker. lightsabers. Very, very different. Right. That was my number three. Robert Could've easily been number one. Also, it's so good. It is very good. My number three, which might be tabled, um, features a large radioactive lizard. Higher. Oh, oh. oh. Okay. Eric's throwing down. <laughs> yep. All right, Eric. What's your number three? Talk to me. Oh, higher, higher. Okay. Yeah. Hunting Mike. Uh, See, we're going quicker. My number two. <laughs> my number two, because we're going to two, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My number two, talk to me. Higher. Higher. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. We're at the number one film. Uh, All right. Joseph's number two. You'll never find me. Anybody? Anybody? Oh, I wanted to see that. That yes. was at a yes, yes. This I know was also it. at a Fantastic Fest. So. You'll Never Find Me is an unsettling slice of horror fare about two strangers who meet on a stormy night. It's designed to keep viewers on edge from its opening moments, and it does so magnificently. Learn nothing about it and put it high on your need-to-see list. Joseph gives it his highest recommendation. So You'll Never Find Me. That's actually one I've heard of, at least. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I, I heard of it, too. It was Damn a fantastic yeah. fest, and I didn't get to uh, see it. To be honest, the premise or uh, right up there didn't appeal to me. Joseph should have written that programming. So I think he should have, yeah. (laughs) All right. My number two, 
Mike, get ready to talk about Swarm. Oh, yeah. Love oh, Swarm. Uh, too. Nice. Dude, yeah. I knew from the second I saw this before South by Southwest, because thank you, Amazon, for a screener, that this yeah. was going to be probably, I thought it was going to be the best thing I saw all year. I could have swapped it with number one, to be honest. Donald Glover, it's absolutely fantastic. So how many episodes did you see at South by? I got to see all of them because I had screeners oh. from Amazon. But at South oh, by, oh, oh, oh. they opened it. Opened up <clears throat> South by Southwest, a TV series. Opened yeah. up South by Southwest. Yeah. They showed two, the first two episodes. Okay. And it's a six-episode series. Yeah, you can plow through it, it super, oh, super duper fast. Thirty minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's about the equal length of Boa's Afraid. So uh, yeah. <laughs> it's way better. <laughs> yeah, Dominique, uh, Dominique Fishback, who plays Dre, yeah. is she's mm-hmm. the main character. She is an incredible actress. Absolutely. Yeah, I think she got nominated incredible. for an Emmy. It's, nice. Yeah, it's it's an it is an amazing piece of work that is my God is as tense a film as you're ever going to find and. The fact that she plays this just total sociopath killer, uh, mm-hmm. who is really like she's yeah, so she's incredibly protective of this Beyonce type yeah. character mm-hmm. uh, that, that Naja that she worships. Yeah, it's it's an amazing thing. I also want to thank Amazon for the great drinks. And tacos at the, <laughs> at the at the swarm exhibit at South by Southwest. Uh, the drink was great, as were the tacos. Nice so. that, good that, job, good job, Amazon. That for held once. a long time for you guys. Uh, that, Dude, that was, that I was saw early. it in yeah. March. Yeah. yeah, and I also got to talk about Swarm with the Jersey Ghouls. So check out their podcast. Yeah, and, uh, we get all into Swarm. Yeah, Swarm Swarm right. is great. I I hope Dude. that Donald Glover and Janine Neighbors do something else similar to this, because uh, it it's man they they have got an incredible eye for horror. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, Robert. Uh, Robert, number Fine, two. Number two. My number two comes from Lee Cronin. Ooh. Evil Dead Rise. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Which was I think fantastic. That, I, I think that's yeah. probably where we are with Evil Dead Rise. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, so. I had it at four, uh, four or five, four or five, somewhere in there. Yeah. Okay. I learned um, I something kind of cool about it when I was looking at it, making this list, um, and I haven't gone back to actually check out to see if it if it works, but. Rumor has it that if you watch Army of Darkness and you know that Bruce Campbell goes and he's getting the Necronomicon and there's three books there. Yeah. Okay. He gets the one, he gets one of them, the one with the face on it. Uh Uh-huh. And that's the book that he's fighting through the 80s. So the 80, so 1981, Evil Dead, that's the book. The other, there's another book that's kind of veiny. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's the book in 2013, Evil Dead. Oh. And the third book is a has a different cover on it and is is closed up by human teeth and that's the book in Evil Dead Rise. Oh, <laughs> interesting that's what the story is anyway. I yes. hope that's true. That is very cool. Yeah. I yeah, man, this one uh we had we had issues getting into the theater. I think Liz had to bail out because that's all right. Overlook, I'm not this yeah. franchise fan, but I will tell you this is an honorable mention for me. And the cold mm. open 
phenomenal. Yeah. Yes. Phenomenal. Yeah. The first, the, the first, first ten minutes of this first film, ten minutes, rival did. any yeah. ten yeah. minutes of the opening of any horror film ever yeah. made. It it yep. felt like that this film really stepped on the gas, and it really didn't let up much. It Mm-mm. was, no. I think, it, if it could be accused of anything, it doesn't give you a whole lot of relief. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I like that it didn't go <laughs> super jokey either. No, I like that was, it was right. it was it was pretty dark. No. I think there were <laughs> there were some funny. <laughs> I mean there were some couple of little gags quips but... for the yeah the the, yeah. the the homages back to the original series where sure, you sure. Go, yeah, oh yeah. hey look yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, we're we're graced with a a family instead of a bunch of buddies and I think that it's more mm-hmm. I think the impact that that has, I think it was smart to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, who's our who's our lead, Robert? Uh, the the actress, um, the mom. She was. Uh, uh, was that Lily Sullivan? Yes. Or was yeah. That the other one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, she yeah. was. Uh, she's a model, um, and and I think, but her features with her big eyes and her long limbs mm-hmm. makes her when she when she turns, freaky. Super um, freaky, yeah. Uh, yeah. and uh, it gave it gave all of the gory, fun moments that I could have possibly wanted out of a move uh, out of a franchise that built its reputation on gory and fun. Yep. Yeah. All right, Eric, to you. Okay, so let's see. My number number two, two is Late Night with the Devil. Yeah. <laughs> Is that, is that where we is that is that where we cap that, out? I got it. Number I'm speaking th- for Joseph, and we're going to table this. Oh, oh, oh no! Nice, okay, Joseph, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, I guess it, uh, my number two is also my my number two is talk to me. Table it. Table right. it. So you got some number ones. Okay. So <laughs> so back to Joseph Joseph's for his number, number one, one right, which is talk, late night with the devil. The late Joseph night with there has we go it as his number one, and I will. Read what he says before we get into yep. this. Um, he says, This scintillating shocker is a spot on depiction of a 1970s late night talk show that goes horrifically off the rails and it's an absolute blast. Viewers mm-hmm. who grew up with Johnny Carson and his talk show contemporaries, as well as younger viewers who are familiar with that era, will especially get a kick out of the accuracy on display. Mm-hmm. The entire film is a gas, but the climax takes things to a whole new level. The practical effects denouements look terrific, and my jaw dropped at them more than once. Yeah. Number yes. one for Joseph Perry. I had it at uh, number four. Mike? You had it. High. I had it at number three. Yeah, I think you know the thing is so funny about the film too is the conceit of it is that it's the the Jack Delroy, the character played by David Dasmalchen, mm-hmm. is competing awesome. with Johnny Carson directly, exactly. directly, yeah. directly yes. competing with not oh, a Johnny nice. Carson lookalike or an homage to Johnny Carson, but Johnny Carson. He's yeah. competing with Johnny Carson for ratings, and he can never quite crack the code. Yeah. To, to beat out Johnny Carson. And so he he uh, comes across this idea of staging a live exorcism on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to, to get for ratings. <laughs> right, right, and, right, and, right. And nice. despite the fact that all of the warning signs, it's like, uh, Jack, Jack, hey, listen, something's <laughs> something's gone a little oh, wrong. I love like, the stagehand, yeah. yeah this, and, <laughs> and, 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 and they cut back and forth where the, to, to the moments where the audience will ordinarily cut to commercials right. and they go right. backstage and then they start talking about the weird shit that's happening <laughs> and, and they go, no, we got to keep going. I think we're on to something here. Right. And it's like, don't, 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 don't. Right. Uh, you know, hats off to David. He's our, our, our friend yes. who, 
who had a had a, a fantastic year. Um, yeah, this I is think. his this is his um, opportunity to be first on the call sheet star. Yeah. I mean, leading big, man, leading man in a movie that when it comes out, it's it got. Uh, it got picked up by multiple uh, distributors because mm-hmm. they have so much confidence in it. So it'll be available for the wide it's audience coming. next year. IFC and Shutter have it, so yes. I, I'm sure you'll see. And it we on didn't Shutter. even we didn't even mention the 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 directors, uh, Ka- the brothers Cameron Cairns and Colin Cairns, Australians. Yeah, first time uh, film, first time feature. Uh-huh. Uh, they've done a lot of horror stuff though, but stuff on podcast kind of things. Yeah, 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 and, yeah. And, But this is yeah. but there's a difference between yeah, yeah, yeah. pulling that off and pulling off a feature film and. Boyd, they they hit all the right beats, uh, yeah. Because I think the other the looks other like they have done some features. Have they? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep. And Mike and I were at the world premiere. Yeah. World oh. premiere. Yeah, world the, premiere. The second one. Yep, the second at Overlook. One. Uh, yep. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it will be out. It will be out soon. Because uh, I think every, the the reaction, the the critics who have seen it, including us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we we clearly love it. So yeah, hundred percent. Really, really hard. This was number one on my list until recently. Yep. All right, Liz. Yeah. What is number one on your list? It's talk to me. All right. Yeah. I think Robert has it at number one as well. Yes, ma'am. The Aussies are taking our top spot. So uh, start talking. Talk to me. We well you, to hear all of our thoughts on talk to me. You can listen to Spooky Time episode twenty two. Yes. Yes. But, uh, In Technicolor. In technical, <laughs> yeah. uh, it is possession and drug use. Uh, you know, like as metaphor, it is well acted. It is a fantastically talented group of teens. It is gory. It is shocking. It is bloody, but it's it is also non-stop. It's non-stop it's action. Scary, mm-hmm. scary, scary, it's scary, scary. It's, yeah, it's I'm super stick scary. I'm with what Eric said when he saw it. It's like scariest thing since Hereditary. I mean, 100%. Yep. It, it mm-hmm. hits you like that. It punches you in the face. And, yeah. Or smacks your face against a wall. Uh, or, or a table. Or oh, desk. God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dude. It, it does not spare children. No. It does not spare children. Well, it teens. doesn't. Teens. I, I can't think of a better yeah. movie this year. I honestly yeah. can't. Teens. Yeah, and, and, the, and the bulldog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it had some, very awkward. It, it had some funny moments, which it were did. both like, that it was did. funny and gross. Um, it had teens. I mean, they're all, quote unquote, getting high by getting possessed by this hand, and they're having a great time, as you do, until it goes wrong, which is right. the drug yeah. metaphor. It's right. all fun and games until... I think the Someone most can't get rid of the possession. It's <laughs> horrifying and wonderful and original. Yeah. yeah. And just these two guys, uh, the Philippu brothers, man, they come from like doing YouTube and stuff like that. And you can tell, but that's what's kind of so exciting about it. They're taking something but it fits, that us old though. people, yeah. you know, are like, what? And they're making it brand new and it fits. Yeah. And I can't wait to see what they do next. I hope they stick with kind of more indie stuff. Well, didn't you say that they had already filmed? Yes, yeah, the prequel. They had the filmed prequel. the prequel like on their phones while shooting the original. Mm-hmm. And A24 has greenlit a Talk to Me 2. Oh. Keep on talking. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully on. we'll yeah. see that soon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're yeah. going to make it, uh, the directors, but yeah. So keep our ears to the ground on that one. All right. Yeah. Hollywood, give Sophie Wilde more work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. She, 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 she has earned it. She is the face of this film. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, she's wonderful. It was mm-hmm. it was terrific, and I think it wouldn't work unless the kids didn't behave like kids really behave. Mm-hmm. I think that right. was that they they found that magic through line where peer pressure, stupidity, bad yeah. bad yeah. choices, but ca- not, camaraderie, yeah. uh, blind yeah. faith. You think nothing's yeah. gonna happen bad to you? Vulnerability. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it wasn't. I I don't. I think that they walked the magic line where the kids are smarter than they're doing things that they know that they shouldn't do. And, right. and that's and that's yeah. one of the big things that makes a difference between stupid teenage movie uh, horror movies and the where they just they just act like idiots. They right. they're doing things that they know that they shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. Right. So. And that's part of the fun. That is, is the, fun. the fun. Yeah. All right. Like, <laughs> we've been there. And Robert, yeah. that's your number 1, yeah? That's my number 1 also. Yeah. So, Eric, to your number 1, number 2, uh Godzilla minus 1. All right. It is ah. that's your number one. That's my number one. Number one. It All is, right. Uh, it is the best nice. movie I saw this year. It may be the best movie awesome. I've seen in the last three years. Certainly the Godzilla movie. It is Woo. the best. Yeah, it's, uh, the thing is, it's like you go in there, it's, and I know, Mike, you haven't gotten a chance to see it, uh-uh, huh? um, but it is, it, the, the important thing is that the people matter. Yeah. It, yeah. it, it, it it's. Yes, they they absolutely nail Godzilla as it's actually scary. And the only times that Godzilla has ever been scary is when it's Godzilla versus humanity, mm-hmm. right? Uh, when it's Godzilla versus Megalon or Godzilla versus Gigan or Ghidorah or whoever, it's like it's fun. Those yeah, are yeah, those are yeah. th- that's that's dudes punching dudes. This is this is um, Baragon. Baragon. Bar- you, f- you forgot he's Baragon. A, he's adorable. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, th- there's nothing adorable about about um, Godzilla minus one. Uh, he is back to being a, uh, a, 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 a house of destruction. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And the, the and this is not at all tied or linked to Godzilla Monolith, the new Apple no, series. No, no, okay. they're working in different universes, and it's and good. not tied to any of the prior uh, Godzilla versus King Kong, Godzilla no. King this of the Monsters. A, this it's like is a reboot. A, it's a reboot. Okay, and, and it's a do. reboot of the 1950s. Uh, yeah, it yeah. actually goes okay. back to the 40s. 40s. Uh, yeah. So this goes to this the, the end the, of World War Two. End of World War Two. It's okay. a, it's a failed kamikaze pilot, which means he bailed out mm-hmm. and. Uh, and he has to live in the shame. Which I actually thought that. was yeah. The, I was fascinated by the, yeah. the stigma. Yeah. I just never thought of yeah. it. Yeah, and then and it, it's there's a lot of um, survivor's guilt. There is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the whole the whole thing. This is a movie that I think Japan could worth should put up for the best picture of the year from their country because it's about them. Yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. really about. Uh, will they the, the, will the academy pick it up? They might. Really, they, they might since, I think that, since they've expanded the field to ten. Yeah, I, I think I think if you look across, it's got a ninety-eight on the on the critics rating on, toma- on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I'm not alone. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not alone. In, okay. in, in, in you know, Robert, you had it at three. Three. Yeah. Okay. It's, it is a really good movie. The, the it's really good. The, the story's a family. All that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think you know. It's it's now a fairly well-known movie. I don't need to talk about it too much. Other than sure, to sure. say it is a, um, it's a powerhouse thing where. What is my what is my number one rule? Uh, you got to care about the protagonist. This one, this one, you don't need Godzilla almost in this. It's you. The characters are so good. Yeah, uh, and you know all, the whole thing of making a, a a cobbled stone family out of bits and pieces of broken lives. Yeah. It yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, Woo. and the buddies on the boat. It's Jaws. Yeah, it's yeah. That, that's that's really cool. And and 
Godzilla is scary. Literally, I mean, people have said this about Shin Godzilla. No, this is, he's scarier than Shin Godzilla. It's actually the kind of a thing where you're going, oh God, don't kill him. Oh God. Right. You know, and you're, you're, you're rooting for <laughs> yeah. Godzilla to be destroyed and not the other way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, okay. which is unusual. 38 films in, they got it right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, so the number one film of the year is Cuando Aquecha La Maldad, mm. When Evil Lurks. There it is. I said nice. back in August, July, when we recorded the Spooky Time, where we talked exclusively about Talk to Me, I said, there is no film that's going to jump past this. I was completely wrong, as wrong as can be, because I think when evil lurks, holy Christ, it's scared the hell out of me, yep. grossed me out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yes. and I don't think I've ever quite seen anything like this in a horror film. <laughs> Frankly, mm. all these things brought together and uh, not my number one rule, but uh, a number one rule in horror films is you don't kill children. Oh, no. no. They <laughs> kill children. <laughs> they kill oh, lots oh, of yeah. children. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the, the yeah. Don't in, Another horrible dog scene. Yeah. In, in, <laughs> yeah. in brutal, absolutely brutal and frightening, terribly mm-hmm. frightening ways. Yeah. This yeah. this film, yeah, man. It was bleak. This, yeah. a bleak movie. It turned yeah. Yeah. all everything up to 10. Yeah. Everything mm-hmm. up to 10. Yeah. And speaking of, like much like Evil Dead Rise, when you say all gas, no brakes, this is all gas, no brakes. I mean, yeah. this literally yeah. starts from... Yeah. The the first minute of the film, and then within thirty seconds, you see. I don't even. I can't even imagine the 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 effects work that they had to do to create that body lying mm-hmm. in the bed. I've never seen anything like that. Oh, that yeah, that's top notch. Oh yeah, uh, I have never seen anything work. like that before that in gross. my life. And it's it so like, gross. can you imagine the amount of makeup and prosthetics they would have had to yeah. use yeah. to create that? I mean, yeah. it, hundreds of pounds it, of crap. Unless you got a unless you got a huge <laughs> misshapen man to play right, that right. role. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and the fact and the, so not only the fact that they have they have to you see this poor misshapen man, they have to move him. Yeah, oh, which was, of course is that's the the premise of the film well, is that's they, the problem. If yes. they didn't move him like the lady I said. Know. Yeah, don't yeah. They don't yeah. move the body. Yeah. yeah. They didn't know the rules. They didn't know the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think that that what impressed me was how quickly the characters settled in. And uh, 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 the introductions you got, I get this guy. Yeah, and it's like yeah. the, the, all of the characters they all fit role. They're not archetypes either. No, and I, I think that the um, he's just the, doing the best that he can yeah. for what he's got. Yep. Great yeah. story arc from like the dad who at first was the leading man, strong leading man, gets broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. just like, uh-huh. and, and, but and, and and you would. And the other thing was like the, the like the autistic boy. Oh yeah. God, give that kid hell of an actor. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. And then he's got to, yeah, he's got to go back and plead with his ex-wife who hates yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was that whole the whole scene at yeah at, at the 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 uh, ex-wife's house. Uh, oh yeah. Oh, oh. Bleak. Yeah, there, bleak there so many dark so film. many highlight moments. I thought the there first two thirds of the movie was unimpeachable. Yeah, I thought the third the third act was like uh, oh, when they the, go to the school. When they go to the school was yeah. was that was kind of unfortunately for me it was kind of the weak spot. Sure, but, but they had earned so much cachet in that those first two acts, which were was I agree outstanding. Yeah. Yep. So all right, there you go. Let's uh, why don't we uh, why don't we each of us recap our lists and maybe add one or two 
honorable mentions. One or two honorable mentions. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, you want me to go with my full list? Yeah, we'll, we'll go in reverse order. We'll start with you and work back. Okay. Uh, so my uh, top 10 list, uh, my top 10, my top, no, my number 10, number 10 on my list was uh, El Conde. Uh, my number nine was uh, the uh, Swarm. Uh, my number eight was Exorcist Believer. My number seven was Boogeyman. My number six was Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. Uh, number five was Monolith. Number four was Evil Dead Rise. Number three was Late Night with the Devil. Number two was Talk to Me. Could have easily been number one. And then number one was When Evil Lurks, as I just mentioned. The two honorable mentions, uh, keeping in, uh, keeping with... Australian horror. This is a film I saw at Popcorn Frights called Puzzle Box. Super duper good. Super duper good. It was so, so darn close to having this on the list. And then the other one, uh, this is a film directed by Jack uh, Dignan. Um, Puzzle Box is a really, really wonderful film. You can read my review at the Scariest Things uh, website, scariestthings.com, 1T. I gave this Four out of five stars, and then the other one, uh, the other one that was my honorable mention, as Robert and I already talked about, was uh, Birth and Rebirth. Uh, it's a 2023 American horror film directed by Laura Moss. Uh, man, if you ever feared parenting, birthing, um, child, <laughs> child, child rearing at all, then this is the most horrifying thing you will see. Okay, uh, for me, uh, ten suitable flesh, nine manure, eight. Cobweb, seven, when evil lurks, six, cocaine bear, mm-hmm. five, hundreds of beavers, <laughs> four, evil dead rise, three, talk to me, two, late night with the devil, and one, Godzilla minus one. Uh, we thought the uh, 2023 was the year of Australian horrors. Eric thought it was uh, animals. Godzilla, beavers, Godzilla, beavers, and bears. spiders. <laughs> Hundreds of beavers. Yeah. Um, so my my honorable mentions: uh, a, a fun film that I kind of left off the top ten because it was it's more of a mystery than a horror movie. But I saw it through a horror festival at Bifan. Um, Life of Mariko in Cabuchico, Cabuquicho. I always get that mixed up. Um, uh, a movie that I really enjoyed that Liz probably wished was a little different was Knock at the Cabin. Um, uh, an- yeah. an- another movie that Liz and I caught that's a little underappreciated uh, thriller called Accused. Uh, that that finished on my number 13 on my list. Frogman. Um, a, return, oh, Frogman. a return to form for uh, found footage horror. Really mm-hmm. good. Uh, came in at 14. So those are some, and and then I'll throw in a, a, a movie. No, I'm not going to leave it there. I'm going to leave that. Those are the ones that I think are my strong recommendations going forward. And if you want to hear our breakdown of Cabin in the Woods, go back to Scariest Things or Spooky Time uh, from earlier in the year where we break down both the book and the film. Uh, Knock at the Cabin? Knock at the Cabin, yes. Yeah. Yeah, not well. Ca- yeah, cabin at the end of the world is the book. Yes, knock at the cabin yeah. is the. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah cabin yeah. of the woods is something different. Different. Yep. Yeah. 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 Anyways, cabin at the end of the world. <laughs> cabin at the end of the world. Robert. Uh, okay, my number ten was as Mike said, re- birth rebirth. Number nine, sister death. Number eight, Renfield. Number seven, suitable flesh. Number six, when evil lurks. Number five, the Netflix series, The Fall of the House of Usher. 
Uh, number four was a tie between Onyx the Fortuitous and the Talisman <laughs> of Souls and Totally Killer. Number three, the large lizard Godzilla minus one. Number two, Evil Dead Rise. And number one, Australian phenomenon, talk to me. And my, I have one honorable mention that got bumped off the list because of birth rebirth. Uh, another um, child, uh, another procreation horror, I guess. It's <laughs> uh, a movie that Joseph didn't particularly care for. I think he gave it like three or three and a half stars. Uh, it's just struck a chord with me. It's called Clock, written oh, and directed yeah. by Alexis Jacknow. Um, and if you're ever feeling like societal or family pressure to have children is getting you down, go ahead and watch this movie. It's a lot better. <laughs> will, will you be vindicated or not? You will be vindicated in your life's choices. Because <laughs> this is a movie about a woman that tries that caves and tries to fix it, and things go horribly, horribly wrong. Okay. Oh, we can't hear you, Liz. Can you hear me now? Yep. There you Sorry, go. guys. I turned okay. off my microphone because my phone was doing some weird things. Okay. Okay. Uh, my list at number 10, I had a tie between Thanksgiving and Megan. At number nine, I have The Coffee Table. At number eight, Beaten to Death. Number seven, Where Evil Lurks. Number six, Totally Killer. Number five, Skinnamarink. Number four, Late Night with the Devil. Number three, The Fall of the House of Usher. Number two, Swarm. And number one, Talk to Me. And Joseph's list. At number 10, he had The Lord of Misrule. Number nine, Cobweb. Number eight, Brooklyn 45. Number seven, Talk to Me. Number six, The Deep Dark. Number five, The Wait. Number four, When Evil Lurks. Number three, All You Need Is Death. Number two, You'll Never Find Me. And Joseph's number one was Late Night with the Devil. All right. All, yeah. Awesome and your, no, your honorable mentions? My honorable mentions, everybody else was able to cover because oh, mine would have okay. been Renfield, Evil Dead Rise, and Onyx the Fortuitous, which nice. got there you go. There you go. Nice. Yeah. I <laughs> think, yeah. I, I also had Renfield, Megan, uh, Onyx the Fortuitous also in, in would be Good on my. Stupid fun. All right. Before we close out, let's uh, one hot take of the year. Eric, what is your hot take for 2023, the year in horror? Hot take. Good, hot take. good diversity. Good, uh, I, good I diversity. Think, I think in, in types of types of horror movies that we were offered up, I, I think uh, uh, it spread out pretty well. It's clear on my list that I've got a little bit of everything. So. Okay. All right. Robert, what is your hot take of the year? Hot take of the year. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say I was surprised at the depth of the studio offerings. Yeah. I was a little disappointed sure. in the in the festival lineups this year. Me too. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I yeah I don't think there's any question there. Uh, my quick hot take is again I've said it like thirty times this episode, but uh, Australians really took over, and I think it's the fact yeah. that they, mm -hmm. uh, as as a nation, as many nations mm -hmm. uh, honor and cherish. Uh, the arts and culture and they fund it and they actively fund it and they allow films mm -hmm. like these to be made. And it's pretty incredible. I met Cameron and Colin Cairns after uh, the screening of uh, 
uh, Late Night with the Devil, talked to them about that very fact, and they said, yeah, that's why we get to make these, is because we have a country, we have a nation that actually supports the arts. Go figure! Yeah, I got the, I got the same reaction from uh, the the uh, Godless, the ex, uh, yeah. Eastfield Exorcism, uh, which also is very good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they were saying the same thing, that they're, they're, right. they're, it's the government is willing to back horror movies, mm-hmm. uh, which is fantastic. Pretty, pretty cool. And by way of proxy, XYZ Distributing yep. is picking up all these films. Right. So good exactly. on you, XYZ. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Liz, what's your hot take of the year to close us out? Uh, first, I'll give Joseph's, which must oh, be, yeah. hey, look to the Irish, I think. <laughs> 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 Follow Have you met Ireland? Rainbow to the Irish folk horror. Irish folk horror <laughs> seems to be his uh, trend this year. Mine just is that uh, I think... You know, horror did so well at the box office, and we can handle the brutal stuff on the big screen. When Evil Lurks actually did really well with yeah. Terrifier. Like, bring on the gore. Yeah, Evil Dead Rise. Bring it mm-hmm. on. And also, but at the other side, the franchise horrors did pretty darn well, and I think that's bringing in some of the more scaredy cats and younger viewers. For sure. Who will then be sitting in the seats at When Evil Lurks, cowering behind their popcorn. Crying. <laughs> <laughs> 